Welcome to Bitch Run, a horror movie podcast that reviews the good, the bad, and the bloody. I'm Larissa. And I'm Tamara. This is episode 59. And on the 59th episode <laughs> of Bitch Run, we are reviewing the movie X. So in 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. Dun, dun, dun. Love the drama. Yep. So, this one, uh, cast we've got Mia Goth as Maxine. <laughs> <laughs> Maxine. You know, they've all got their, their accents. Um, the she also role. plays Pearl, the old lady in this as well. We've got Jenna Ortega, of course, the star of Wednesday, as Lorraine. <laughs> Brittany Snow, as everyone knows, from Pitch Perfect, as Barbie Lynn. I love that. Uh, Kid Cuddy, who is Kid Cuddy, yes. no need to further introduce, as Jackson, and a few more in there as well. But those I love are. Kid Cuddy. Top stars. Top stars. Yeah, I didn't realise it was him because I've never really paid attention to what King Cuddy looks like. Oh, really? He was in that uh, another series that I, it's escaped my mind. American something. Cool story. Whatever. I know. But he was so good in that. So good. But I was pumped to see him in this. I was <laughs> in like, that yes. miscellaneous TV but series. It was like American that I don't something. Remember. And it was like a jean company they were doing. Oh, fuck. This is the worst review. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great movie. So good. Good. <laughs> Where are we up to? Do we do snacks now? It's been so long. Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. Do you want to talk about snacks? Sweet. So I um, tried something new for this one. Oh, wow. Um, so I went to the chocolate aisle, as I often do, um, <laughs> and went and got the Lifesaver Fruit Tingles made with Daryl Lee chocolate. So they're like little balls of chocolate with fruit tingles on the inside, coated in like a candy shell. Um, the description on the back is... <laughs> Our scrumptious fruit flavours, raspberry, orange, lemon and lime, are combined in a ball of creamy Darryl milk chocolate and covered in a deliciously crunchy pink shell. Without a doubt, they are a firecracker of fun for your mouth. And they don't lie, they are a firecracker of fun. They're delightful. They're it's so like good. It's like like refreshing buzz that you get um, when you bite into them because of all those little... Well, fruit tingle flavors. I love a light, I love a um, fruit tingle. I love yeah. a ball. So, love it. Together at last. Ideal. Bigger than I thought they'd be when I pulled yeah. them out of the packet. I was like, oh! Yeah. It's a lot going on. But that's good. Yeah. It means you don't need too many. And then you can save some for the next snackaroo. Because they're bigger than like Maltesers and Jaffas and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's very much giving Jaffa vibes when you pull them out. But yeah. not on the inside. Nice little surprise. Tis not a Jaffa. Tis not. Yeah, what do I recommend? If you're saying we will use a Coles, pick up a pack. Oh, mate, I have had them and then I had to buy another pack because I was like, I'll review these, but now I won't. But then I will still eat them. They are delicious. <laughs> Too late. They're so, no, I, I, you never beat me on a snack, so this is amazing. So good. But yeah, they're tasty, man. I'm into them. They're good. Mm, did enjoy. Did enjoy. What do you have? Um, I went the M&M's Cookies and Scream flavor. Oh. I know. Um, so it's been a while between episodes. So I have like Halloween snacks saved up that I'll probably just like 
get to, or I will just eat them and not do it. Like whatever. Any time of year is Halloween time. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, so this is like one of those. Um, obviously they're cookies and cream flavored, and Scream is funnier than that. Um, and I'm just glad that they didn't relabel like a fucking standard chocolate M&M M&M like they did last year. Do you remember I was like mad about it? Um, so this year they actually like upped the game. So I'm so glad. Um, but the packaging is the best. So there's like the red M&M M&M is screaming on the front. It's like mm, it's like cute and scared. Um, and he's like holding like. They look like Oreos, but I don't think they can say Oreos because, like, you know, trademarky. Um, and the colors that they use is like Super Halloween's very cute and spooky. On the back, the orange M&M is peeking out from underneath the sheet, and the red M&M is like not impressed with the prank. He's like, mm, like hands in his hips, like. Mm. Um, <laughs> it sucks of it all. I love it. And so the storytelling's adorable. Um, okay, so they're like a mix of brown and orange candies with like a kind of nude cream peachy color. So there's like three different colors. Um, cute palette, very into it. It's very like, cute Halloween. Um, they do give me the Oreo hint. But to be honest, I just taste like sweet chocolate that's a bit more creamy. It's just like uber sweet, creamy kind of. In conclusion, packaging matters. Um, and these were pretty good. Like, they were good. They were good. I would eat them again, I guess. But they're not your standard chocolate. But I, I'm not getting full-on cookie flavor. Yeah. Mm, you know. I mean, it's hard to portray full-on cookie flavor without it being a cookie. I know. Right? It's in like a candy chocolate fucking guys, chocolate. Chocolate guys, have got a hard job. I'm yeah. like, and it's M&M's. Like M&M's are pretty, like unless you're shoving like fucking peanut or some other sort of fucking inside <laughs> in there. It's not really. Shove a cookie in there. <laughs> yeah, shove a full fucking. Ooh, could you imagine? No, that'd be fucked. That'd be gross and big. I'm not into it. Um, but yeah, they were pretty good. They are pretty good. Nice. Yes. Um, so before we get into the review, have you seen this one before? Yeah, I've seen it once before. At the movies or like year, a... So. Yeah. Uh, Did you go no, to the cinema? The oh yeah, cool. Kill, kill, kill. Okay. I went to the movies. Yeah, yeah, I went to yeah. the movies and then I watched it when it came out on the streaming services and then I was just like, oi, let's review this. I watched it two more times. So I've watched it a couple <laughs> times. <It's- laughs> yeah, I know. She got me uh, detailed. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I've tried to like, I'm trying to limit my fucking waffle, but I'll fucking, <laughs> I, I probably won't happen. Like I w- do waffle. Um. Okay, so are you ready to talk about, tell you it. Tell it, fuck, tell it, and <laughs> fuck, tell Sorry, it. Sorry, I'm talking about what? <laughs> tell you, and fuck me. How can I have said this 50 times before? You know what I'm talking about? The fucking t- preachers no on TV. The preachers on TV. Tell it, Angelus. Tell it, fuck me. I'm saying preachers from now on. The guys that scream at you about Jesus on TV in the southern states, but they're all like, everything's like doom and gloom. There's no real positive stuff there. It's just like everyone sucks, everyone's going to hell. Oh my god, I cannot believe I can't I can't say it. Angry preacher man. Angry preacher man. This is why you need to sleep, kids. This is why you need to go to bed and fucking get your goddamn eight hours because you can't pronounce words. And your job <laughs> is to pronounce to words. Podcast ahead. Oh fuck me. Anyway, let's talk about this in 70s porn production, yeah? Cool. Great. Um, okay. Amazing. I mean, it's off to a crack and start, so that's fucking great. <laughs> um, up. Oh my god. Okay, so we open to the sounds of crickets and the view of a house from barn, barn doors. Oh no! <laughs> 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 All right, let's start again. We open. 
to the sounds of crickets and the view of a house from barn doors as multiple cop cars approach the homestead. As one cop approaches a dead body under a blood-soaked sheet, he takes a peek and continues heading inside the home, walking along blood-covered floorboards and an axe thrown into the wooden deck outside the front door. As he enters the home wearing his yellow cowboy boots, which is a statement, like they were pretty like, that was a choice. They look good, but it's like they're a lot. Um, he passes another body covered in a sheet and stops at the small black and white TV in the living room, blaring the rantings of a screaming preacher before he's told that he's got to come and see this. He and his colleague head down to the basement where he sees something unbelievable. It's crazy. <gasps> Cut to a beautiful young lady cutting coke in a mirror with a blade, snorting the powder and kissing her much older lover as the words 24 hours before appear on the screen. He tells her that she's special as they both stare at each other in the mirror and that blue eyeshadow she's wearing is stunning. It's very, it's like <laughs> late 70s, like this, it's, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves the lit up backstage area of a strip club, we assume, as she aggressively tells herself that she's a fucking sex symbol as Mungo Jerry's In the Summertime starts to play, which is a tune. It's very fun. I do love the soundtrack to this movie. Oh my God, it's so good. It's mm. so fun. Um, so we see a blonde bombshell in red, our young lady and her cowboy hat wearing lover exit the place of work called Bayou Burlesque, where you can get both cocktails and topless entertainment as per their signage. Uh, please note that there's also some pretty cool art that covers the front of the building, which shows a blonde bombshell wearing a red bikini, uh, but a pelican has taken her top, oh, cute, playful, and an alligator <laughs> is pulling her bottoms off with its teeth. It's pretty fun. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. Also a terrifying experience in real life. But... Oh, yeah, not as cute, like, in real life, but, like, <laughs> as a, like, mural. I'm into it. It's fun. Uh, so they all jump into a blue van with the words plowing service splashed across the side. It's a real class mm-hmm. act. Like it's, I thought it was funny though. I was like, <laughs> plowing service. Um, cut to later that day, the van is now full with three other people as they're distributing scripts and we find out that they're making an adult film. So I'll lay it out for you. Wayne, our older lover, is the maestro of our gang. He has got a lot of schemes going and he just knows that movies like these that can be watched in the privacy of your own home is the future. And gee whiz, he was not wrong. Tis the future. <laughs> um, our coked up young lady with the blue... Yes. This is what happens. Um, our coked up young lady with the blue eyeshadow is Maxine, our bright-eyed and bushy-tailed young lady Maxine. of our film. Maxine. Uh, the blonde bombshell in red is Bobby Lynn, and she's super excited to be making Bobby this film. Bobby Lynn. I fucking love her, actually. Like, I, really I just love, love I love the way they all pronounce the names. <laughs> Same. It's very Southern. Um, it's very, very, very fun. Tax- Texas, Texas. Yeah, yes. Uh, she's super excited to be making this film with her co-star Jackson, who's played by Kid Cuddy, who I adore, and I've already said that. Um, our remaining two are RJ and Lorraine, our filmmakers. So RJ is the artistic director of our film, and Lorraine is in charge of the sound, holding boom mic over the fornicating leads. So this is who we... This is what we're doing. We're all caught up. Whatever. So as Jackson smokes a joint and they discuss their American dreams in the back of the van. Um, As the crew pull up at the gas station for fuel and supplies, Maxine whines about wanting to be famous and wanting the whole world to know her name. She's pretty whiny. Like, I would say, like, early 20s. Oh, she's very At the most. Yeah. 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 She's pretty, like, oh, I want everyone to know me. Yeah, very needy, yeah. So mm-hmm. Wayne assures her that she will be um, she will be as she has that X factor. Ugh, title of the film. Um, what he tells all the girls. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure he does. But. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, RJ explains how filming and editing works outside to the rest of the crew and how he plans on experimenting with the filming to make their film avant-garde and classy like the French Oh, my do. gosh, RJ reminds me of you, I just realised. Oh, my God, why? Shut up! Because he's like, I'm going to make this thing, like, 
perfect and beautiful and there's so much more to it it's not just what you see on the surface there's all this thought behind it that goes into what you're gonna say <laughs> Dad, it's you he's such a fucking nerd but yeah you're right Fuck. oh my god for those that don't know, I'm a huge fucking nerd. Uh, I feel like I've got better hair than RJ. Fuck him. I mean, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, Just, you're like, right. Just like the thought behind the detail oh and the artistic God. vision of it all and like the big picture thinking. Well, I guess that is my fucking job. But also yeah. like, God damn it. Oh my God, I am RJ. <laughs> that completely changes everything. All right, fuck. RJ is the best character in the entire film. So I love fun. RJ. <laughs> He's very cool and fun to be around. Okay, so Bobby <laughs> totally gets it and suggests that RJ films Jackson filling the van with gas from the nozzle so it looks like he's using his dick. So I love seeing creative collaboration in action. This is what's happening here. It's beautiful. We love artistic teamwork. We love it. Like, bring your ideas. Let's make something beautiful mm-hmm. together. It's great. So as Wayne and Maxine pay for the supplies, we see the attendant is playing the same intense, like, preaching guy on her counter TV. So just in case you haven't caught on, we're in a very small town that seems pretty conservative in the south so it's you know they're not really they're pretty funny about uh black people pretty funny about um like sex in general so it's a lot um so they're, the crew continue- they're just like not good with people that they don't know <laughs> yeah. so yeah and also they're very like you know they're not very not big thinkers so yeah uh, so the crew continue. It's very like fucking stereotypical, like seventies small town shit. So the crew continues on its way and drive right through the remains of a cow that has been cleaned up by a truck on the road. It's super sad, and I fucking hate it. And like, so does everyone in the van. Like, it's pretty sad. You know, I don't like this stuff. It makes me really sad. I don't know. I was like, that's a cow. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a cow. If they're like cute in their paddock, like just doing their thing. No, they're <laughs> smooshed all over the fucking cement. It's sad. So. Anyway, that's my thing. Um, it's so a horror fi- movie. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to see like cows getting fucking mutilated. So finally, we've arrived at the place that Wayne has hired for the weekend. It's a smaller house positioned away from the homestead we saw in the opening scene. Um, almost everyone is super happy to be there, especially Bobby Lynn, as she exclaims, "Thank God I'm horny!" As they arrive. So I was just like, <laughs> she's, she's very enthusiastic about her work. Yeah, I mean, she like she's picked the right career for her. I think she's like mm. laughing at yeah. Um, love her character. She's stunning, sex positive, pretty insightful at times as well. Like not mm. here though. Like she's just like speaking her truth. Like she's just ready to you do, have sex with Jackson, which is fine. Um, one person who's not super stoked to be there is Lorraine, the girlfriend of the filmmaker who agreed to help before knowing that they were filming smut. Um, her words, not mine. So RJ mansplains that you need to start somewhere as Bobby Lynn and Jackson make out about a foot away and Wayne heads inside to grab the keys for their weekend home. It's like a weird dynamic, but whatever. Uh, Wayne meets the owner of the house, but, um, Barrel first, though. So the gun is peeking out before we even meet the old mm-hmm. guy. Um, he thinks that Wayne's a trespasser and threatens to shoot him. Uh, Maxine sees this and grabs the handgun from the glove box as Wayne explains who he is to the old man and why they're there. Uh, the men then both talk about how both their guns are never loaded before we cut to the gang, unpacking the van and entering the holiday home slash movie set for the weekend. Um, as Maxine is grabbing the last of the supplies, she spots an old woman staring at her, at her from the top floor window. Nothing creepy. That's fine. Just, just a woman checking on her grass to make just... sure that the fields are growing. How's the lawn? Lawn looks great. Yeah. Also, who are these people in my yes. home? Yes. Um, so as we enter the Civil War-aged house, we learn that Jackson served two tours of Vietnam and the old guy does not seem impressed. Like, he just doesn't fucking care for Jackson Yeah, Jackson's all. trying to bond with him. And yeah. Really... 
it's awkward because it's, it's trying to be nice and be like hey yeah, yeah yes. and old mates like i'm not into whatever you are about so mm. um yeah so creepy old man then stares at maxine too long and tells everyone that he doesn't like the look of any of them and his wife is next door and he would appreciate some discretion so this guy sucks like he's not the best <laughs> at all not the worst yet but whatever <sighs> Um, once the old guy leaves, they get down to business. And by business, I mean the business of making an over-the-top porn with the most exaggerated moaning and screaming by Bobby Lynn. It's hilarious. It's very funny. <laughs> She's good at her job. She's very good. This is like, I didn't realize, I, I guess I should have assumed, but I didn't realize how it's like, this movie is pretty much half porn, half horror. Like it's, a, like it's pretty funny. But going to see this at the cinema with like your best mate, um, is it uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. so like how's work? Pretty good? Cool. Okay, sweet man. Like whatever. Um, so yeah, it's funny. So <laughs> as Bobby Lynn and Jackson are filming their scenes, Maxine wanders off around the property, smoking a cigarette and nothing but her overalls and boots. Uh, she happens upon a lake, sits on the edge of the jetty and dips her feet in the water as we see the creepy old lady from the window sneaking up behind her through the trees. Fuck yeah, bitch. Ah. Try, hey, Jennifer's body reference. Fine. Um, <laughs> Maxine removes her clothes and jumps into the lake as we cut back to the aftermath Which, of the look, end scene. This, I was like, girl, come on. You're on someone else's property. You don't just go skinny dipping in the middle of the day in a lake. I mean, it is like they're on a big property, and I guess she probably assumes that no one's around. It looks pretty isolated, like, through Never the trees. Oh, no, I wouldn't do it. It's not something I would do. But these characters are all very, like... You know, they're very comfortable in their skin, so it's not really something that she would... And also, she had nothing no, else also, on. I'm also not from a, like, comfortable in your skin perspective. Just yeah. to add respect for the people who own the oh, property. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. About that like, if I owned a property and I was renting out part of it and I had a lake and stuff, and then like I an wandered Airbnb. down and I'm like, oh, there's a naked person in my lake. <laughs> so I wouldn't be stoked. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But they didn't have like Airbnb contracts back then, so I guess they would just like do whatever. I mean, the Airbnb contracts these days do not say "don't be naked in my life." It's a presumption that you make. Yeah, as a as a human on someone else's property. The old man said, "Be discreet." This is not being discreet. Oh, that's true. But I mean, she's like twenty-one, gonna be a star. She doesn't give a fuck about anyone else. Like star, everybody's gonna know my name. Exactly. She literally does not give a shit about anyone else, though. Like, she is there for her, clearly. But she's just, like, floating around in the lake with her boobies to the sky. Like, she's just chilling. She's enjoying mm-hmm. the day. Like, um, But I was fun. just like, do you know what time they finish their scenes? Like, when are you going to, like, rock back up? Whatever. Um, while she's doing this, though, we cut back to the aftermath of the end scene where Bobby Lynn cleans up her back and throws the towel towards uh, Church Mass Lorraine, our boom mic chick. Um, it's pretty gross. She says sorry, but you can tell that she doesn't mean it. Like, she's just, like, whatever, smoking a cigarette. And, like, it's pretty, like, disrespectful. But she also is, like, a bit daft. Like, she also is just a bit, like, whatever. Um, so as Jackson is patting himself on the back for his sexual prowess, Bobby Lynn reminds him that she's just a fantastic actor, which I love. That's funny. I'm like, funny. But then she, like, you know, tries to, like, soothe his feelings. And she's like, no, baby, it's fine. And gives him a cigarette. Everything's fine. Um, Cut back to Maxine. And she floats on the back of the middle of the lake. And these shots are beautiful. So I remember when I first heard about the movie and then saw the still of her, like, blue eyeshadow popping up above the edge of the water. I was like, this is glorious. I can't wait to see this. Stunning. So pretty. Um, As she swims back to the jetty, we see an alligator following her right up to the edge. And she jumps out of the water just in time. Because of course she does. So does. But it's kind of done in a way where it makes you think, was that alligator real? Or was that just like a scene that's been slotted in? Because it wasn't yeah. like, 
there was the urgency of no. an alligator. And because the, the way this is filmed, like, it's beautifully filmed, mm. but it's also kind of, like, dreamy and hazy in some sections, and you kind of don't know what's... If it's oh, I thought it... In a way. I thought it was. I thought it was... Like, it didn't look real, obviously. It's, like, pretty mess. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, it also... It's, like, on purpose they didn't make it look as real as it would. Yeah. Going into I don't it kind of made you think. Yeah. And because it was so, like, still and silent. And, yeah. I well, I mean, know, Crocs just... and... I guess... I don't know much about alligators. I would assume they're similar to Crocs. Like, they're fucking silent right up until the death, I guess. So, I, I don't mean, know if like, that was a thing. If you're in a lake... Yeah. There's nothing else around and it's dead silent. You're probably going to figure out pretty quick that there's an alligator. Yeah. I don't know. She's a bit stupid though. I don't know. I didn't think this was part of a dream sequence because if it was, I didn't get any other dream sequences in the movie. I felt like it would be weird if that one was slotted. Not even necessarily like a dream sequence, but you know, that it might have been like a reference to something else going on or something that was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's an alligator there because they're going to be in danger. Yeah, okay. Like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it did seem, like, weird. Because I'm like, the alligator was close. It could have just, like, chomped her. Like, they cut it really close. But who fucking knows? So as she heads back to the house, she sees the old lady up at the main homestead waving to join her. For some reason, Maxine thinks it's a great idea and heads on up. Um, she arrives at the front door, but the lady's nowhere to be seen. Still still uh, just wearing her overalls. Which just overalls and the boots. Yeah, she's like, this is a fine outfit to walk into someone's home. This is totally yes, fine. Yes, an old lady's home. That's fine. Um, so the, the lady's nowhere to be seen. She's outside the door, but she thinks it's an even better idea to just, like, enter the dark house without being invited in and walks into the kitchen. Uh, find it super messy. The old lady frightens Maxine by appearing in the doorway and offers her lemonade. Um, Maxine obliges, and I think she feels immediately uncomfortable and goes, this is a fucking dumb idea. Skulls her drink, like, in one, like, go. And then she's like, I think I have to leave. Like, my boyfriend gets real weird if I'm not around. Blah, blah, blah. Um... It's, like, weird. So they were, like, walking to the door, but before Maxine can leave, the old lady shows her old photos of herself and her husband and laments on her past beauty and dance career. She gets really creepy real quick and touches Maxine's exposed skin before old mate arrives back home. So, and then she's like, fuck, you've got to leave kind of thing. Uh, Old lady tells her to go and that this will be their little secret. And I'm like... You just walked into the house, but okay, cool. Um, so Max lemonade together. Like, okay, what's the big fucking secret? You made me a beverage. Okay, girl. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so Maxine heads out the side door and races back to their holiday house slash set before being caught by Wayne, who is more concerned about losing the light than why the fuck she's running back from the main house. Like, didn't didn't think to be like, why are you so upset, girl? Like, why are you weird about it? Nope. Well, you need to go and fuck this guy before the light goes. Um, so Maxine heads to her room, snorts some more coke, and recites her mantra into the mirror before racing to set. She says, I will not accept the life I do not deserve. So, which can be seen in, like, two ways, which I kind of like. Um, <laughs> cut back to the oldies for a minute, and old mate has spotted the two lemonade glasses on the table and knows that someone's been inside, and he does not seem happy. He seems so mad that someone else had a lemonade. Or concerned. I feel like mad... <laughs> But he could be concerned. I don't know. Yeah. What were you getting? Dunno. I mean, I was getting mad then. Yeah, right? But. And then it goes to concern. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But you understand then why he'll be mad. Exactly. So Maxine exits um, her room with a red kerchief on her head, kisses Wayne with the determination of a girl who will settle for nothing less, and storms off to the barn to start filming. 
She would be playing the farmer's daughter, and of course she's been milking cows because we are filming a stereotypical 70s porn here, friends, so this is what she will be doing. As she seductively suggests she would give Jackson a ride, we cut back to the oldie's house, which is covered in clearly possessed dolls with bright blue eyeshadow, and watch the old lady brush her hair for some reason and apply blue eyeshadow as the sounds of cliche porn music and moaning get louder and louder. That music is hilarious. It always makes me laugh because it's so funny. <laughs> but it is very, it's quintessential porn mixed in with moaning. It gets louder and fucking louder. So we're back with Maxine as she's indeed giving Jackson a ride. And as we see the rest of the crew biting their lips and watching Maxine and Jackson, we see the old lady watching from the window and the vision of Maxine mid-coitus turns from the old lady, like Maxine turns into the old lady and then back mm-hmm. into Maxine again. And what the fuck is going on? So I guess that is like a dreamy, weird thing. Yeah, like there are a few yeah. things that sort of like cut in and out that make weird. me think, what am I yeah. actually watching? Yeah, that was weird. So I don't know if she was like envisioning herself as Maxine there, but whatever happened, it was weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just getting the vibes that like she's jealous of Maxine's beauty yeah. and she wants to be young and beautiful again and yeah, she's yeah. not dealing very well with Aging. being old. I mean, who the fuck is, girl? Who the fuck is? Nobody, okay? Nobody. Anyway. I mean, as look, she's, not, she's not looking great. No, she looks fucking haggard. Yeah, she doesn't look great. She has not looked after herself well. But there's no Mecca when you're in the sev- like no, 1979, look, is there? It was 70s farmland. It was a rough time. No, Estee Lauder. Oh, fuck, maybe there was Estee Lauder. I don't know. Whatever. It's the Avon ladies. <laughs> there's no fillers, is there? No. Um, so as night falls, we see old mate sitting on the couch just seething until his beloved walks into the lounge room and tries to seduce him. So these are oldies we're talking about. Um, but they've talked about this. She really wants him, but as sad music plays, he, ex- he explains that he can't because he has a bad heart. She whimpers as we cut to Maxine, strolling to the sounds of Loretta Lynn singing Act Naturally, which is pretty fun. Like, I do like this little cut. Um, Wayne is cooking a revolting meat log as Bobby Lynn tells Maxine. <laughs> fucking disgusting. It's so disgusting. Love a meat like, log? It's a meat log. It's just fucking gross. It's like fucking spam or whatever, but it's like a round. It's fucking gross. Anyway, he's cooking it. Um, cutting, cooking it. Fucking gross. Um, as Bobby Lynn tells Maxine how amazing she was today and now she knows why Lane, Wayne left his wife for her. And I'm like, okay, what? Revelation? Okay, a little bit of backstory. How did they meet? Like, what happened there? Like, wh- when did he leave his wife? Like, I know, so many questions. Like, Ooh, juicy girls. Yeah, and then they just don't tell us and anything And then, yeah, else. I'm like, tell me more. And then they're like, nah. They're like, nah. I'm like, oh. I know. Hey. Was she the babysitter? Like, how the fuck did they meet? Or was she a dancer at the Bayou Burlesque and that's I how they like met? I like she was a, she was a dancer at the bar. Yeah, that makes more sense. I wanted it He's to be like, hotter and than that. He's coming like, I'm going to make you a star. And she's like, okay, snort coke. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Mm. Yeah, you bang on, I reckon. I wanted it to be, like, hotter. Like, I wanted it to be, like, cuter. But it's not going to be cute. They're, like, she's she, she works at the Burlesque Bayou or whatever. Or Bayou Burlesque or whatever. And he is gross. And like forty two, and she's like twenty one. So. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. We're not here to talk about age difference. Each to their own. But she's a baby. Um. Anyway, back to the story. So Wayne tells everyone about how special she is while they eat meat log and white bread sandwiches as Church Mouse stares until she asks how Wayne feels about uh, watching his beloved have sex with Jackson. Wayne explains that it's just business and the camera changes things. Uh, Lorraine then asks about love and how you could still be with other people. You know, have sex with other people but be in love. It's a big conversation about how attraction is out of our control. It's about morals, being faithful. And Bobby Lynn sums it up quite well with, one day we're going to be too old to fuck and life's too short. And I'm like, okay, girl, that's great. 
That's her, <laughs> like, that's why she does what she does. Fuck it. Um, I love her. She's so fun. Um, they then toast to the perverts because this is why they can make money off this shit. <laughs> I um, do like that. Same. They're like, to the perverts and having fun and living life on their own terms and she is. Very fun. Uh, Church Mouse isn't sure she agrees with all of that, but she did like what she saw today. I'm like, okay, girl, I get it. Okay. Fine. So as Jackson picks up a guitar for some reason because he's just it's there, um, Bobby Lynn sings the classic Fleetwood Mac song "Landslide" as the screen splices and we see cuts of the oldies, the house, our stars and crew of the adult film. For some reason, this gets me in the feels, and as I said, I'm fucking exhausted. So I feel like I got real like emo over this for literally no fucking reason. I think that <laughs> landslide, it's like Fleetwood Mac. I was like fucking tune, so good. Um, and then the splicing of the sadness and whatever. So it was. It was well done. I liked this bit. But also, maybe I'm just really tired and it's trash. I don't know. Who fucking knows? So, stay fucking tuned. Uh, You watch it. You tell me. Whatever. Um, The feeling is cut short by Church Mouse announcing that she now wants to do a scene in the movie. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I know. This, I was like, where did this come? Like, I know we had a two-second conversation Hmm. about it, but that doesn't feel enough for this character to entirely flip and then be like, yeah, throw me in. I'm going to fuck this guy on film in my tidy whities. It was like literally no thought whatsoever. Also, there was a full script and storyline for this. So like, how is this just going to, this new character just going to. Yeah. Which they do discuss. Like, this is why they get, they have like a discussion about it. Cause the boyfriend says no. Like he just says, no, you're not doing it. And I'm like, okay, this is going to get rowdy. Um, so they discuss like the plot hole side of things, but then they talk about Psycho and how they brought in another story, and then that was cut. But that's a different fucking movie; it's not a porn. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. Anyway, so they argue about this quite a bit, and then um, what's her name, Lorraine Churchmouse? So she says that no one is coming to see this particular movie for the plot; they're coming to see it for tits and ass and a big dick. And I laugh along with the rest of the cast because it's fucking funny. I was just like, I mean, she's not wrong. Like that's why they are going to see this. They're not going to be like. So what did happen to the farmer's daughter? What was she up to? Where was the farmer? Did he come back from town? Yeah. Did he get back from town and give Jackson a lift? I don't know what happened. Anyway, um, that's not why they're there. Uh, RJ's not happy. Like, me. I'm not happy. I am RJ. Uh, It's not happy. But Wayne takes RJ outside to discuss the changes to the plot and convinces RJ that she's going to do it whether he likes it or not. Um, RJ's a bit of a dick, though, and says that Church Mouse is not like the others and she's a nice girl. And I was just like, okay, don't insinuate that they're, like, not nice people. Fuck you. Um, And then Wayne, we see change here as he says to RJ that he hates to be the one to tell him but ain't none of them nice girls <laughs> i was just like mm, funny um as rj and wayne enter the room jackson is doing push-ups church mouse is sitting on the bed in her underwear getting her hair and makeup done as she removes her gold cross from her neck and wayne hands rj his camera church mouse crawls on top of jackson wearing her white underwear with the fucking day of the week on the ass and starts acting so we can't we don't see this stuff which i'm i'm like thankful for um it's later that night the moon is high and everyone is asleep except for rj who is bawling his eyes out in the shower uh, yeah um his sadness turns to rage quite quickly i mean fair because that yeah. didn't happen all of a sudden like it didn't really it have didn't much happen. time to wrap his head Process around i guess but i think i'm like if you're gonna take a girl like he didn't tell her that they were gonna be filming porn and then he was just like well get on board with it like whatever a man explains how fucking career progression works um and then because she decides that she wants to be part of the creative process think about it as another movie and it's not porn like then he she wants to be a part of it and then he was like man no and then now he's like sad about it i'm like you 
like brought her to the to a house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but he didn't bring her to that house being like, oh, yeah, she'll probably end up having sex with all these people. Yeah, I think he just, like, I think he just saw them as a means to his end, like, not as actual people, and then got really upset when, like, someone that he knows has decided that, yeah, that's a great idea, and then he's like, actually, I'm not cool with this, but he was cool with it up until that point. So it's like, yeah. I mean, like, if you think but about they are together. it, like, yeah, like, yeah. I would be happy to, like, you know, say, for example, if I worked on a film like this, not in a film like this, but from behind yeah. the scenes. Yes. And then all of a sudden my partner was like, oh, I'm going to jump on in. I'd be like, well, hang on. <laughs> I don't have for anyone to do whatever they want yeah. outside of my relationship. Yeah, I guess I didn't really discuss what the what the rules were for their personal relationship. She just kind of flipped the script on it. So I get it. Yeah, because considering but, she was like, oh, this is a bit much at the start. And then she was very prude. Like, ah, throw me in, boss. Yeah, like he was, she was very prudish in the van when they were discussing mm. it. Yeah, she has taken a swift turn. But I mean, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't know. It's a movie. I didn't really get, I was just like, come on, man. Chill. Like, it's fine. <laughs> but I think. Yeah, it's a movie about this and not the cow that was dead at the start of the No! Movie. <laughs> the cow upsets me. This doesn't upset me. I was like, fuck it, whatever. But I think because I just took on too much of Bobby Lynn's advice where she was just like, fuck it. <laughs> She's very um, captivating. I do absolutely mate, love her. Uh, right? She's just too charming. See, she owns it. Because she's yeah. into it. She owns it. Exactly. She's not like, oh, no, I'm not. Oh, and then I'll yeah. jump in. And then, no, love her. all over the place. She's no, a strong bitch. She's all in. And she knows what she wants, and she wants to do mm-hmm. this. Like, And she wants, you know, the famous. I love her. Yes. But RJ, not a fan. Um, He's crying in the shower, which, like, that is fair. Like, he's essential. Like, I don't. They didn't discuss breaking up. <laughs> but anyway, especially when Lorraine, like, Church Mouse was asking the questions, like, don't you feel bad? And then they were like, oh, the camera changes. And she's like, oh, the camera changes. Like, okay, well, I'm going to fuck Jackson. So it was yeah. like a bit. <laughs> she's like, okay, then, cool. Um, so anyway, his ta- sadness turns to rage pretty quickly. He turns the shower off, grabs the keys to the truck and hightails it. Um, as he turns on the van, the horror classic Don't Feel the Reaper plays by Blue Oyster Cult, which is fun. And he speeds off, but is quickly stopped in his tracks by the old lady wearing her now. Nightgown just standing in the middle of the road, just standing Terrifying. there. Terrifying. Yep. Um, he jumps out of the van, thinking like uh, like he leaves it running, thinking that she just needs help um, to go back to the house. She hugs him and starts rubbing his back and kissing his neck. Uh, he freaks, which like you know that's fair. absolutely fair. Uh, he freaks as she begs him to look at her the way that um, he looks at her, like insinuating like either Lorraine the church mouse or Maxine. Um, and that she will show him that what she's capable of. And I'm like, okay. You also need consent. So you can't really just like do yeah, that. Yeah, would rather not. Yes. Um, so he says that he doesn't want to see it and suggests that they go and find her husband before she abruptly stabs him in the neck with a fucking knife. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. This is like Here we go. another swift turn. The twist, the turn. <laughs> he drops the knife to the ground. Uh, he drops to the ground, not the knife. The knife's in his fucking neck. So he's writhing around as he bleeds to death. She straddles RJ, pulling the knife from his neck and repeatedly stabbing him in the neck like a rabbit beast. Like she's like heavy breathing. It's like a lot. Um, so she pulls the knife from his neck, fucking splutters blood all over the car headlights, illuminating her in a red glow, which is beautiful. Um, and his neck meat turns to fucking mush. Like it is... I did like the way the scene was filmed. I know. Uh, very fun and beautiful, but fucking gross. And I kind of like that they covered her in the red light with yeah. that mushy neck thing because, like, then it kind of, like, hides what you wouldn't be able to really show with, like, too much, you know, 
makeup and stuff because like that is mush it just looks fucking revolting uh so once he's dead and gone she gets up and performs some sweet dance moves to the dulcet tunes of wee wee marie by chelsea wolf um as our old lady stops dancing our music changes back to don't fear the reaper until she turns off the van taking the keys with her well sneaky devil uh cut back to church mouse waking up in bed and realizing that her boyfriend rj isn't there i'm like girl did you think he would be he's sleeping (laughs) on the couch does that not surprise yeah, so she's super concerned about upsetting him. I'm like, why now? Uh, but she's upsetting, <laughs> upsetting him. <laughs> she probably should have thought about it before she decided to like yeah. be in the movie, but she didn't. Um, but she's concerned now about upsetting him by banging Jackson on film, so goes looking for him, but only finds Wayne in his underwear, which is confronting also. <laughs> also hilarious. <laughs> like, so funny in his like, little tidy whities I know, um, he's just so casual about it, too. I know. She's just like, oh. Yeah, she's like, oh. There's a giant man here just in his jocks. Cool. Um, as she nervously bites her nails, Wayne reassures her that she did nothing wrong and that he'll talk to RJ in the morning. But Church Mouse is still worried and convinces Wayne to help her look for him. Uh, Wayne heads to the barn as Church Mouse heads to the main house and finds old mate turning on the porch light and exiting the front door. She explained to him that she's looking for a boyfriend. He happens to flee looking for his wife. Little do they know that those two have met before. And he is now dead. Do you get oh. what I'm saying? I was like, the old guy and... No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's the guy. RJ missing and then the missing wife. They have met. Yeah, they is, he that. is dead. So we're back in Wayne now. How did they miss that? When did they right. meet? No, fuck. Well, I mean... It's just how I'm talking today, apparently. Um, so we're back <laughs> with Wayne now as he explains that there are two keys to a healthy relationship. One is never let a good woman out of your sight and never mention her weight. And I was like, okay, man. Um, but it is 79, whatever. So he's so, he's like super deep about it. Um, as we watch Wayne wander the barn, we see a fucking nail sticking out of a board on the floor. And of course he stands on it. Mm-hmm. Like I hate it. It just makes mm-hmm. me go, like shiver. Yeah, because you know what's coming too. Yes. You almost feel it when you see it. it yeah. Little... Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. Mm. Um, he calls out to RJ for help, not knowing that he's already dead, and then sees movement movement outside the barn. He hobbles over to three hole, holes in the wall, peers outside and only sees grass, with the moonlight illuminating his blue eyes. This is very cute. Um, all of a sudden, the light disappears, and the prongs of a pitchfork enter Wayne's eyeballs. Bye-bye, Wayne. You know I hate eyeball stuff. I know. I know. Oh. I know. But I was like, I was bye, like, Wayne. I, bye. I hate eyeballs. I hate ankles. And the foot <laughs> thing was close enough to the ankles. I've, mate, when I saw the foot thing, I was like, oh, that's pretty close to an ankle. Larissa's that's not going to close to happy. an ankle. Yeah. And then the eyeball very uncomfortable. Thing. Yeah, he is. But I was like, goodbye, Wayne. Bye. Um, that is a Wayne's, Wayne's World reference for those playing at home. So cut to Church Mouse inside the oldie's main house. An old mate is asking her to go into the basement to see if his wife has fallen down there and broken her hip. Um, I'm sorry. Like, that's a no from me. I'm absolutely not doing that. I'm not going downstairs. You creepy old fuck. Well, you know how I feel about basements too. I know. So. You're not a massive fan of that. I, and <laughs> I, like, I, I like a basement. But... Not this fucking basement. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, absolutely not. Um, she reluctantly enters the basement, and she pull, as she pulls the chain of the light, we swiftly cut back to Wayne as the pitchfork is removed from his eyes, which has to be, like, my favorite transition cut in this movie. Like, it's perfect. Mm. It's, like, made me go, Ugh. like, 
And I like that. That never happens. So it's fun. <laughs> um, so Wayne's body drops to the floor and we see the little old lady walking in, wearing her bloodstained nightgown and carrying the pitchfork she used to kill Wayne, which she then pushes into Wayne's body to check that he's dead. She then starts covering his body with hay. I'm like, oh, okay. Also, <laughs> I like that little cover up. I know. I was just like, yeah, smooth moves. Like Martha. Like, you know, I was going to see him under there. Um, but also, I liked the three holes in the wall, and there was a couple of them. So this bitch has done this before, because it's like three for the pitchfork, like three holes drilled in the fucking side walls. Like, weird. Same her first rodeo. Right? Yeah, it's pretty good. So we're now back with Church Mouse, and she's finally descended the stairs into the basement. She grabs a torch and heads back upstairs to find that she's been locked in, because of course she has. You damn dog. Um, I mean, probably before you go down, you should always check. If you're going down to Strange's strange basement, always check that there's not a lock on the other side of the door. I know. And also, just don't, like, do it. <laughs> if these motherfuckers have got shit down in the basement, they can get down there and get back up. I, I don't care if it takes you 45 minutes. You go get it yourself. I'm not. <laughs> I will wait. I will wait here. Um, anyway, she freaks out, runs back downstairs to find another exit. She turns on the light downstairs to find a naked man strung up by his hands with his pants around his chained ankles with his, like, manhood exposed. So it's, a, it's fucking confronting. Like, it's, I'm like, why is this naked dude, like, there? He had pants on to start when they changed him up and then they took his pants off. And she's also, like, weird, the old lady. She is a sex fiend. So this is, I think, why that mm-hmm. boy was there pretty fucked up so she screams and we cut back to jackson abruptly waking he heads to the kitchen naked everyone's naked he drinks milk from the carton and spots old mate wandering around outside with his torch and a giant um like fucking gun looking for his wife so we also spot a missing persons out on the milk which is actually the dude tied up in the fucking basement Ta-da! fun love those love those little mm. i'm like <gasps> missing thing lucky i watched it 50 fucking times so i can see that. <laughs> And I could have just fucking Googled it because they also mention it as like a trivia bit. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't have to watch it 50 times. Anyway, uh, Jackson <laughs> offers to help look for her as he reminds old mate again that he's ex-military and he'll find her. Um, he gets dressed and we see him leave from the point of view of the old lady. She's in the house and she's sneaking into Maxine's room. Uh, old love gently pulls the covers over Maxine, exposing her almost naked body and begins to undress herself. She climbs into bed and begins running her blood-covered hands over Maxine's body. Uh, and I'm she uncomfortable. Says, I hate this so much. Mate, this scene is fucked up. I do not like it. I'm not a fan. Yeah. So she starts rubbing her body against Maxine and nuzzling her hair as we fucking thankfully cut to Jackson and the old man down by the lake. Uh, Jackson reminds the old man that he's a Marine and if she's down there, he'll find her. Uh, once a Marine, always a Marine. Uh, I'll find her. Uh. He's very helpful and he just it. wants to make friends. I know. Yeah. He's, yeah, just, he's trying just trying so to help. hard to like... Get the old man on side and be like, don't worry, I'll help you. I got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's a nice guy. Like he's he's you know, he's trying to help. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah. But what he does find is a VW beetle that has been driven into the lake. Not great. Not a great sign. The alligator is also there, but Jackson apparently didn't see it with all of his marine training and wanders back to find the old man. Uh, Jackson follows the light into the middle of the water, thinking that Pops has fallen into the water. But no, that is a ruse. It's a ruse. Um, but before we find out it's a ruse, we're back with Church Mouse. She's screaming for help and trying to get the fuck out of the basement. Yeah, she, she finds a hatchet. Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of someone else. Never mind. <laughs> so she finds a hatchet and heads back up to the door. I'm like, yeah, girl, get yourself out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, f- you're in a basement full of tools. Fucking mm-hmm. find something. She does. 
Amazing. Uh, meanwhile, Jackson is frightened by old mate as he mocks Jackson because, like, he turns around. He's like, oh, fuck, I can't find the old guy. Then he turns around, old guy standing there, um, and he mocks Jackson with his once a marine, always a marine line, and explains that he can't give his lady what she wants anymore. I'm assuming he means dick and not a picnic yeah. by the ocean, because, like, he could still do that. Um, but then he carries on about, like, people enticing his wife, and when Jackson mentions going back to the house, because he's, like, obviously uncomfortable with this conversation, the old guy raises his shotgun and shoots Jackson in the chest. Bye-bye, kid cut. Yeah, it's sad. I don't like that bit. <laughs> not a fan. I want a kid cut to be, like, the survivor, the but hero. he does not. Yeah. Because he's a marina. Mm. But no, he's dead now. Uh, so we cut back to Maxine. She rolls over in bed and she opens her blue lidded eyes. She wakes to the old lady breathing in her face. This is the part I was going to say before. I can't believe it took her so long to wake up. She has been doing a fuckload of drugs and then is just like wiped herself out. So, and like sex. Is that what happens afternoon. when you do a heap of drugs? And well, I feel like a coke. You caress you and you're not going to. I don't think so, but I don't do, like, a ton of coke, so I don't really know. But then she had been, like, having sex with Jackson all afternoon, so that'll take it, like, take it out of you. Take it out of you. I mean, she toyed. Um, she screams her head off, though, waking Bobby Lynn, who runs to her rescue. Bobby Lynn opens the door to the naked old lady just walking briskly out of the house, like, she's just full <laughs> nude, like, hot-stepping it out of there. She's like, oh, excuse me, she's just, like, out of the house. Um, Maxine screams to Bobby Lynn that she woke up to find that old lady touching her, um, which is, like, you know, obviously upsetting. That's why she's fucking screaming. Mm. Uh, and we cut back to Church Mouse throwing that hatchet through the door, Jack Nicholson style from The Shining, which I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. like peeping out, um, which I totally want to review, but it would go for like 10 million hours, so we probably won't do that one. <laughs> um, so Church Mouse reaches through the door, fumbling with the lock, and just as she's about to break free, the asshole old man enters, smashing her hand up with the butt of his gun. It's oh, fucking yeah. brutal. I don't like this bit. Yeah, like, I thought it would just be like one hit and she put her nah. hand back in, but it was like smack up, smack up, smack up. Like the fingers dangling mangled. off, and yeah, like mangled her hand. Mm. She ain't gonna be holding no camera poles after that. No, my no, no, her boom mic career is over. Yeah, it's over, it's Short over. Lived. Yeah. Um, he threatens her with his gun to shut up and then get back down in the cellar and turns on his preaching TV to drown out the noise. Uh, obviously, she's screaming. She's had a fucking hair mangled, mate. <laughs> but he's all like, shut up. I'm like, mm. her hand is fucked. Uh, we're now back with Maxine as she snorts more coke and Bobby Lynn goes looking for Jackson she happens across an old lady standing naked on the jetty and heads over to help her Bobby Lynn's like super cute and like she's sweet she's so cute I know her and like takes the blanket off that she was wearing like wandering around looking for Jackson wraps it around the old lady's shoulders and tries to comfort her by explaining that she's thinking about becoming a nurse one day and she can totally look after her um, but instead of a thank you she gets a slap in the fucking face for it which is like I was like oh and then she calls her a whore. I'm like, oh, not great. No. She's trying to help oh, you. Lady, she's just trying to help. Yeah, we're well, going to be such a bitch about it. Um, but Bobby Lynn tries to leave. But the, uh, and she's like, well, okay, fuck you then. And then she tries to leave. Uh, but the old lady just keeps like standing in her way. Um, and then Bobby Lynn's just like, get the fuck out of my way, you like ugly bitch. Uh, and then pushes, the old lady pushes Bobby Lynn into the water um calls her a bitch and then the alligator appears taking bobby lynn's head in its jaws thrashing about and dragging her into the depths of the water chomp chomp that alligator has been tempted time and time again mm, yeah he finally got his dinner yeah finally i mean he had a couple of chances today he did mm, yeah he's a bit slow t- 
They were teasing him. Yeah. I think he's an old gay though. I feel like they've been feeding him people for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a big beast of a thing. Yeah. But then he takes Bobby Lynn, which makes me like real sad. But I just want to circle back to her opening scene with a blonde bombshell painted on the side of the burlesque house, was wearing red and was getting harassed by a crocodile. And I love this shit. I'm like, give me all the little like, mm, the little Dance like foreshadowing. Yes. I want the foreshadowing. Where is so the pelican? Cute. Exactly. Yeah. Where is it? Oh, I think that like, I ate it. <laughs> um, okay, so back to the old foxes, I reunite and the jetty, and he asks if that was the one. The old lady says, no, you know I don't like blondes, and they leave the lake. Um, we're back with Maxine, and she's scrubbing the shit out of her skin, obviously, because she's fucking pretty, like, weirded out, and she's uh, trying to find literally anyone else in the house, but instead she spots the old murderers walking toward the holiday house with a big old gun. Uh, Maxine hides as they wander the house, deciding, uh, and the oldies decide that they mustn't, like, no one's there she's gone whatever Mm -hmm. so disappointed the old lady sits on the edge of the bed and laments losing maxine as she had something special like she did when she was younger she's (sighs) a jealous old lady she's a fucking narcissist like i'm like bitch not everything's about you also you're fucking 93 let it go you've lived your life like like shut up um she's also so tired of not getting what she wants i was like bitch same like literally everyone Feels like this. You don't go and murder and then rape men. That's not what you do. That's not a thing. Let it go, bitch. Move the fuck on. Get a hobby. Start knitting. I don't know. Fuck. Anyway. Um, he, so, yeah. Just literally anything. Make better lemonade. I don't know. Um, so Old Mate feels bad that he can't give his, uh, his lady what she wants. Um, his pearl what she wants. And then we find out her name and it's a really pretty name for a fucking sicko. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty, oh, but she's crazy. But her name is Pearl and it's very pretty. Um, he tells her how beautiful she is and that he still wants her and she wants him to make her feel young again. So she undresses as he caresses her body and they do it. They do it. They do sex on this bed. While they're getting frisky, Maxine has actually been hiding under the bed and it is uncomfortable to watch and to listen to and the scene goes for longer than necessary. Yes. But, I mean, this is that movie. <laughs> it's half porn, it's half horror. Like, it's a, it's a mixed bag. So Maxine shimmies out. necessary. <laughs> Okay, so Maxine shimmies out from under the bed while they're distracted. And while Pearl is yelling out, fuck me, Howard, and then we find his name out like that, uh, Maxine is fucking legging it out of there. She heads to the van, finds a dead RJ, hears church mouse screaming for help, which, of course, like Maxine, grabs a pistol from the glove compartment of the van and heads into the house to rescue her. Because mm-hmm. um, she's not all bad. Like, No, I was honestly surprised that, that she, she went, went to go back to get her. I didn't yeah. think she was a... I didn't think she was a bad girl at all. I think that, like, she's just fucking very, like... I mean, she's not going to leave someone that's, like, screaming for help. I think she's, like, very about her. Like, they set her up to be very self-obsessed. Yeah. So my assumption was she's just going to like it. Yeah. I kind of like that she went back to get, um, you know, to get thingy. Um, Church mouse or whatever. Uh, So she runs in... Uh, Maxine tells her to be quiet because she's like letting her out and tells her to be quiet that they need to stick together but Lorraine is so upset and scared that she blames Maxine for everything fucking screaming at her telling it's all her fucking fault and then all I could think about was like old mate telling RJ that like none of them are nice girls I was like well this nice girl has really she turned real savage real quick she's like fuck you I hate you fuck and I'm like whoa bitch okay Um, so she runs out of the house screaming only to be blown away by Howard and his massive shotgun so Howard and Pearl are discussing their plans of disposing of 
everyone else's fucking bodies to hide the evidence while Maxine listens and realizes that everyone else is dead. Mm-hmm. She it. Everyone else dead. She heard about Wayne getting killed she's like the in the girl. barn. She's the final girl. And I love that she's not a virgin. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That she's a final girl, but she's not like, oh, final girl, she's a virgin. Mm-hmm. Ah. I love that she's like, no, I'm a porn star and I'm the final girl. I'm like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> um, so clutching the pistol to her chest, she watches Howard and Pearl drag Church Mouse's body into the house so they can plead self-defense. So we see half of this girl's jaw is blown off. It's... Uh, yeah, it was like she was done. Yeah, she was done. And she as well she done. gurgles, and I'm not sure if it's an alive gurgle or it's like that happens when the gas has released the body gurgle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but either way, it scares the fuck out of Howard, causing him to have a heart attack and fall to the floor. I'm like, <laughs> ah, funny. As his beloved Pearl tries to help him, Maxine walks toward them, holding the pistol and demanding the keys to the truck. But Pearl's pleading for help. And I'm like, really, bitch? Like, you think the girl she that you assaulted, you. like, you assaulted her earlier tonight? tonight and then also you murdered her lover and friends and <laughs> everyone, everyone she knows exactly and i'm like yeah now she's not like helping you um as the screaming preacher continues to preach pearl tells maxine where to find the keys and it's pretty intense scene of pearl calling maxine a deviant whore and that they're the same and i'm like okay but you just call her a deviant whore but then you're like <laughs> we're the same um but maxine retorts that they are nothing alike as pearl is a kidnapping murdering sex fiend and maxine is a fucking star i was like She's, she's still a star. She's goal-oriented. She knows what she she's wants. She's not going to forget it. She's no. drill that in. Because she, like, yells at herself in the mirror. Um, mm-hmm. She also repeats her mantra about not accepting a life she doesn't deserve, just as the preacher does on TV. I'm like, ooh, creepy. They said the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maxine yells at Pearl to stop staring at her, pulls the trigger on the pistol, but remember, Wayne actually keeps his gun empty, so nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So, like, Coward was a liar, but Wayne was telling the truth about his gun. Yeah. Um, but Pearl and Howard's gun is loaded. Pearl picks up the shotgun, points it at Maxine, and pulls the trigger just as Maxine drops to the floor, narrowly escaping death. As Pearl gets blown out the fucking door yes. by the force of I the gun. Oh. So good. She just gets blown Shut out the door. <laughs> so funny. She's so tiny and frail, and then she, like, shoots his shotgun. Of course, it fucking, like, throws her through the fucking door. <laughs> wild um so maxine exit the house to find pearl crying for help as her hip is broken uh, maxine shushes her just like shh i was like <laughs> savage um and walks to the truck and starts it up all while pearl is screaming that she's a whore and it'll all be taken from her as it was from pearl and that maxine isn't special uh, maxine's had a fucking gutful at this point like she's had enough uh she's and up. then it's been a night uh, it's been a day 24 hours mate it's a lot happened um, so she just reverses over Pearl's head, like, super fast, smooshing yes. it into the gravel. Just, like, exploding it like a watermelon. Just, like, like the cow in the beginning. Just smoosh. Yeah. Um, this is before driving off into the night and snorting coke to the sounds of Chelsea Wolf. I'm low-key obsessed with this song, by the way. <laughs> it's, like, really good. Um, as the scenes cut back and forth between Maxine driving off in the crime scene at the house, we see the screaming preacher is actually Maxine's father, and he's been preaching about her being lured away to a life of sin uh, the whole time. But he literally has no idea that the real-life hell she's been through in the last 24 hours, but he's real upset about her leaving the home and, you know, doing porn instead of being, like, part of the Christian family. So we zoom out from the TV and cut back to the cops discussing what the fuck actually happened when one of the other cops presents a video camera that they found inside the second <laughs> home. Oh, what a quinky dink. When asked what he thinks is on the thing, he replies, well, the, by the looks of everything, I'd say one goddamn fucked-up horror picture. And Finn... Hmm. Finish. A red screen punctuates the movie with a big old X as Robert Palmer's bad case of love and new plays us out. 
And that's the end of this one. What do you think, mate? So I had high hopes for this. Because uh-huh. I liked the <laughs> idea of it. Mm-hmm. I love the 70s vibe. Yes. It was filmed beautifully. Yeah. But holy crap, I was bored. This movie oh, really? for me felt like it took, like, it was just a long time between things for me. Like, <laughs> I was just like, okay, when is something going to happen? All right, now something's <laughs> happened and it happened really quickly. When's mm-hmm. the next thing going to happen? Like, it was all very drawn out for very quick deaths. And Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Jackson did a couple of rounds around the river. Oh, bang. All right, he's gone. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. I just had had higher expectations. So I ended up this movie, yeah, being very bored. Um, Beautiful. But when you said you wanted to do this one, I was like, oh, I have to watch this movie again. Oh, fuck. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's all the time. Steve is like, I'm not watching this one with you. Once was enough for me. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> but yeah, so I was very underwhelmed. Very, very underwhelmed. Love the idea of it. Love the storyline behind it. Yeah. Like, I love some of the characters. I really, really love Brittany Snow as Bobby Lynn. Oh, she's so good. I loved her character. Yeah. Um, loved Jackson. Yeah. But yeah, overall, movie. Thumbs down. What do you think? Oh, I liked it. You know, this is my kind of horror, though. Like, it's good music, kind of B-grey, but with some traditional and out-of-the-box deaths. Like, it's fun. There's an alligator in it. I'm here for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very fun. Um, There's also, like, a lot of foreshadowing of the deaths in the movie, which, you know, I fucking love that shit. Like, Jackson talking about farmers with guns in Vietnam, and then he gets shot by Howard, Mm -hmm. a farmer in the middle of the field. Um, Howard worried about Pearl breaking a hip, like, down the basement, and then she breaks a hip, and ultimately that's why she dies um like then Wayne talk about eyes like everyone's eyes are gonna pop out of their head when they see this film and then he gets his eyes punctured by a pitchfork I just like you know oh and obviously the Bobby Lynn with the gator stuff like just you know that shit yeah me. see like I love it all I'm too RJ. detailed for me because that's not, <laughs> I'm not gonna pick up on any of that yeah just okay watch, sitting back and watching a movie well, the first, when I first started the cinema, I picked up on the Gator stuff and then watching it again, um, I was like, there has to be more. So I was kind of like on the lookout. Yeah, for too deep for me. Yeah. Too okay. deep. I will say though, I did love, um, what's her face? Um, Mia Goth playing both Maxine and yeah. Pearl. So good. Pearl was all about like, I used to be young and beautiful and all I want yeah. is to be like Maxine when it was the same person. Yeah, it's good. I didn't know that they were playing that she was playing both characters when I first saw it, and then when I read about it after and then watched it again, I was like, "Fuck, that was really fine. It's good." And then there was like the little snippet about Pearl at the end of the. I don't know if it's on the streaming one. I didn't watch to the end of the credits, but when we saw it at the cinema, I had like the Pearl prequel trailer on it, which I was like, "Fuck yeah, sweet!" Which I really want to see, and I haven't seen that yet. But yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's fun. Um, okay, all right. So since you didn't love it, give me your best death. There has to be something, you know, maybe. <laughs> uh, best death was Pearl, just because it was sweet seeing the revenge with her yeah. getting run over. <laughs> yeah, little watermelon head pop. Yeah. Who's yours? Um, it has to be the gator taking down, like, Bobby Lynn. Because mm-hmm. like, it's a gator. It's, like, funny. It's not a traditional <laughs> death in a horror. I'm like, fuck yeah, bitch. And she would have been fine if a gator wasn't in the fucking lake. So I kind of, like, liked it. But, like, Pearl does have some strength to push her, like, in the, like... You know, 
Mm. Whatever. She caught her off guard, I guess. She bitch yeah. slapped the shit out of her a bit but before. It's not so. the first person she's pushed her leg from the sound no, of it. Yeah, yeah. I think they've done it a few of them. All right, uh, give me your best line. Uh, best line. It's true I know. for me because I didn't think there were many to choose from. No, um, there wasn't actually. But I liked when Howard was like, was that the one? And Pearl was like, you know I don't like blondes. <laughs> It is fun. And she's yes. like, oh, yeah. well, there wasn't yeah. many. Get like as much slim pickings. Yeah, as much as I enjoyed, like I did like watching it. I, there wasn't a lot of like fun liners or anything like that in there, or even yeah. like clever ones. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Lynn did have some kickers. Like she yeah. did have some like little bits, which were pretty fun. But I had to go with the cop at the end. Well, by the looks of everything, I'd say it's one goddamn fucked up horror picture. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's fun for me. I did yeah, like that's that. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, give me your rating. I'm sure it's really high. Uh, my rating is one out of five uh, <gasps> size of me going, I wish this movie would speed up. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. All right. All right. Okay. That's not great. What's yours? Three and a half out of five pet gators. <laughs> I feel like they fed him on the regular. I, I like to think that his name, like they oh, had a cute yes. name, Gary or something. Hey Gary, shout out. Um, I want like the gator to have a cute name and stuff. Like I want it, you know what I mean? Like I want give you a backstory on the gator. How long have I had him? Did they get him as a pet? And now he's like eating a lot of people. Maybe they'll address this in Pearl. I don't know. I feel like it won't be a big storyline. But anyway, you can dream. A girl can dream. A girl can dream. A gator can dream. Yeah, <laughs> a gator can eat blonde girls head first. And many other people apparently. Yeah, I reckon, he, yeah, he's chomped a few. I reckon that's just how they dispose of the dead bodies after old love's, you know, being gross. I with mean, them. it's a pretty good idea. I know. But also, hide the fucking car better. Like, are you oh, kidding? Oh, that's just awful. Like, I mean, that's it's like, not hiding. Really push this in. I mean, I know it's old people, so they don't really have the strength mm. to, like, he's about to have a heart attack any minute. But, like, you could turn it on and put something on the, like, pedal or whatever and just, like, make mm. it not Kind of like I tried in. to do that, and then it just sort of got stuck, and then they went, meh. They're like, oh, fuck it. Close enough. Like, the weeds will grow like anyway. over it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's okay to It's just where it pops it. We'll put some, like, lily pads. They didn't even try and, like, take the license plate off. But I guess <laughs> we know this stuff because, like, of, you know, the investigations are a little more intense now as opposed to 79, I guess. No, wait. 70s is when they're all fucking crazy serial killers all through, like, America. So whatever. I'm overthinking. Surprising, right? <laughs> Fuck, I am RJ. Fuck! That's what RJ right. would do. Oh, classic RJ move. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, that was that one. <laughs> I'd love to know what you think. Yes. Yeah, I want to know if I'm right or Larissa's right. <laughs> I feel like it's an in-between. Yeah. It's a medium. It's it a depends medium. Depends on your style. I get too wrapped up into, like, the cute little, like, Easter eggy tie-ins and how beautiful things are. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Oh. I just want a lot of action. And the music. I mean, there was action in this. Different yeah. type of action. <laughs> <laughs> There's more sexy action. Yeah, it is hard for a half form action. It literally is. Like, to the, eh, 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 action. Yeah, which is actually more my favorite music. That, eh, like that. And they're like, you know, Friday 13th stuff. Um, yeah, it was a weird one. And even like writing it, I was just like, so it's one thing to watch this uncomfortable half porn movie with like one of your best mates <laughs> in the cinema, but then another thing to have to write about Dick so much. Mm-hmm. to review the movie it was, um, <laughs> it was a, i was like writing it, i was like i don't know if this was the best choice it's a lot of, <laughs> sorry <Larissa. laughs> anyway hope you had fun <laughs> well thank you so much for then listening to us awkwardly talk about it 
Yeah. Was, oh, I think it was smooth. You can tell from the beginning. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Alright, that's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.